bit.ly slash bscotchjorts. Hey everybody, welcome to Coffee with Butterscotch, <laughs> the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm tired. I'm Adam and I am also tired. I'm Sam, I am also sleepy. Before we get started, <laughs> we have a warning for everybody who listens. This Stop podcast listening. is going to be garbage. <laughs> Stop <laughs> listening if you're sensitive, if you got sensitive ears, sensitive holes you know, of your ears. Uh, Maybe you got ear infection that things, reacts to cursing. Things get things are going to get rambunctious and rowdy up in this podcast. Okay. <laughs> You'll find out why we're all so messed up right in a moment. But for now, we have some celebratory news items. The first one is that Sam flew down some stairs. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, we'll get again to why we're all disheveled momentarily, but uh, I uh, I decided I needed to make cookies yesterday. This is related to a staircase in a moment, I swear. And I was trying to make some cookies to de-stress a little bit and uh, realized that I left my phone in the car and I needed that to go look up the recipe that I was going to use. So I'm in my socks and I, you know, go holding my keys, go strolling out of my apartment uh, into the back, the back door. I'm already, I'm already picturing this scene. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty chipper. You know, I'm a chipper dude. <laughs> so I'm chipping, I'm just chippering along over to the staircase, get two steps down and uh, some sort of lubrication demon placed a puddle beneath my foot or something. <laughs> so I went. The lube demon. The lube demon. <laughs> the lube demon. The lube demon attacked me on the third step. He put a debuff on you. And uh, foot just went out and I just, just started falling. Uh, so I luckily I, I fell backward, <laughs> so I wasn't going head first. And I lashed out with such tremendous force with the hand that was near the railing to grab the railing. I caught myself. Uh, so, I, I mean, I hit some stairs, but I, like, kind of caught myself in mid-fall. But I also just punched the shit out of the railing <laughs> to the extent that, oh, nice. that I just, <laughs> I uh, kind of, like, jammed slash cut open my pinky um, in a pretty gross way. And then uh, I think, I think I had shoved, I don't know, I got, like, what appears to be sort of like a rug burn on my forearm from that explosive maneuver to catch myself, Um so yeah. how did the uh, how the railing turn out? The railing was fine. It seemed unmoved. It was unfazed by my distress. And uh, oh man, the best part was so I, I actually screamed. So I was like, I just go, ow! <laughs> I never. <laughs> that's a pretty weak. That's pretty weak. Well, scream. the, the yeah, thing is, like, I'm I don't. Impressed. Yeah, I don't tend to scream about stuff. And uh, oh, my, so relative to your just not screaming. Yeah. <laughs> and so my fiance relative to not screaming, I you scream. Yeah, my, I guess I guess I can get behind that my argument. Fiance's in the other room, and she's. Always, whenever she gets surprised, you'd think that she had been like stabbed, but with an ice pick or something. I mean, so it's, it's always a blood curdling scream when she comes in and there's like a piece of trash on the ground or something. So this is the first time she's heard me sort of yell about something. <laughs> so she thought that I had like died. So immediately upon me hitting the landing and then uh, going, ow, then she goes, oh my, oh my God, are you okay? And just comes uh, barreling out of the, out of the room. And then I stood up and I said, of course I'm not okay. I fucking fell down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> and she started, and then we both just started laughing, and I went and got my keys. I say I I haven't fallen down stairs, and I don't think I can even remember the last I, time. I fall down. My, I mean, my stairs. I live in a two floor apartment, and my stairs are, and my whole place is carpet. 
So I've slipped down my stairs a good four times a year. Mm. Mm, probably. Sometimes, Adam, I forget that you have a physical body <laughs> and that you don't just exist as a voice on the internet. Well, I mean, the question is, do I have a physical body? Mm, you, you must if you've fallen down the stairs four times per year on average. If the loop yeah, demon you can do that you. with other kinds of bodies. I mean, the, well, if you're, I guess if you're very determined. The loop yeah. demon can only possess those with physical forms. <laughs> it's it's the prime weakness of the lube demon. <laughs> uh, speaking of the lube demon, yeah. Yeah. We, hit, we hit our three-year anniversary. Yeah. Nice segue. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not super sure how it's related. <laughs> so tired right now. I, know. I can't even segue. This is more like, uh, yeah, this is you know another. So the segue is like the podcast. easiest thing to drive that there even is. It is. Like Except the president of Segway died by driving one off a cliff on accident. <laughs> this is true, which is shocking but, and amazing. Was it on accident? But he probably also, yeah, it was maybe <laughs> it was sabotage the easiest Segway experience ever. Slowly careening off. The I cliff. read that. Yeah, he thought, slurped his way off. Of it. <laughs> I read that. They can go pretty fast, though. I thought I was reading an Onion article when I read that, and I kept looking around trying to find evidence that it was the Onion. Yeah, and it was. It was ever. It was a real thing. Yeah, president of Segway accidentally rode a Segway off a cliff. And die. Kind of like how we're now three years old to segue. Yeah. We are three <laughs> nailing year anniversary segues. as a studio. Yeah. So, so that's cool. Good job, guys. We haven't gotten bankrupt yet. We haven't. I'm drove- only half that old, though, in studio years. Yeah. I've joined at the 1.5 mark. Yeah. So. But that yeah, doesn't mean I've been here half the time now, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Yep. We've, we've surpassed the point at which Adam is now have more than half as old as the studio. No you know what else ever. is weird? What? Before I joined, you guys released six games. After I joined, we released zero. <laughs> Correlation. Yeah, about? <laughs> Get out. You monster. You're really cramping our whatever the hell we were doing. Apparently well, not. Uh, <laughs> very good. We'll just... So it, sort of in celebration of our three-year anniversary? Anniversary. Anniversary. and we launched... Beta for Crashlands. It was actually kind of an accident. We didn't realize it was on the same day. But I like the conclusion you're drawing here. It's nice. Keep going. No, it was it was dr- dramatically on purpose. <laughs> um, uh-huh. We so here's here's what happened. Tell us on about Saturday, it. Saturday. So we were planning on launching beta on Friday, even though we announced that it would be ready on Monday. We were hoping that for the first time ever we would be ahead of schedule. Yeah. So our plan. So uh, normally our our approach is make a really aggressive launch date for a thing and then miss it by a year. That's our normal plan. <laughs> yeah. So we were like- Well, no, miss it by two months repeatedly. Repeatedly miss it by two months until yeah. two years has passed. So we thought, what if we what if we gave, like, gave ourselves extra wiggle room? Instead of giving ourselves an aggressive deadline, what if we gave ourselves- A lax deadline. What's the opposite of aggressive? Lax. A passive a relaxed, chilled out, lazy boy. Netflix deadline. and chill deadline. A lifeline, even. So oh, we, yeah. we put nice. our deadline on Monday, and that's when we were going to, which when we said we were going to launch the beta. But really, we were going to do it on Friday and surprise everybody so they could play Crash Lands on the weekend. Friday came, and obviously, we weren't prepared. So. Because that was the uh, actual aggressive deadline. That mm-hmm. was the real aggressive one. So then yeah. Saturday came, and by the end of the day, we were like, hey, I think we're pretty close. Mm-hmm. So, um, and part of it was I had to do my Crashlands playthrough 
which yeah, that was the bottleneck basically which took a long time it took 40 uh, hours in it took 40 seven hours <laughs> in fact so so on Saturday, we worked uh, from like 9 a.m. to 2 a.m. So we had a 15-hour workday on Saturday. And by the end of that, we were all kind of like, I think this thing is pretty close to beta-worthy. So on Sunday, we jammed in another workday and launched the beta at 7 p.m. or so. Um, and then we worked on more stuff until 2 a.m. So that's another 15-hour workday. Then on Monday, we started getting all of our reports from all the players playing, which we will talk about in a bit. Um, but Monday was an 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. work day. So mm-hmm. that was 19 hours. Uh, and then Tuesday, yet yeah, which is today, mm-hmm. uh, has been another roughly 14-hour work day. So, so far. <laughs> so yeah. Saturday, Saturday through Tuesday, we've put in 63 hours each. Just this week... And may I remind you, it's Tuesday. We have put, we have put in forty nine hours. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was mentioning today that this is one of the rare times where I'm super pleased to actually be on extremely hardcore steroids for my post cancer treatment because my energy level doth not waneth. Oh man, spread the roids. You know? <laughs> yeah, give me some of those roids. You're really holding holding out on us over here. No man. What are they injected? No, they... Lord no. Just, They're just consumable pills. roids. Consumables. They have a cooldown of. Those are pretty easy to share, but it is illegal, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, so, yeah, I would. I would recommend you take these so if you don't. On, <laughs> so on the podcast, we are definitely not going to share Sam's Sam's drugs. No, but Super after bad. we will. So, <laughs> um, so the reason that we've been putting putting in so much time is, uh, so we have 163 people have logged into Crashland so far in the beta. Um, it's been it's a pretty select group, and they are all volunteers, and they are helping us polish the game up and find all the bugs and find all the problems out of the goodness of their hearts, and also because they really want to play Crashlands. Um, <laughs> right. It's a combination so, of those two things. Any given person leans, you know, one way or the other. One way or the other. Um, and so for us, you know, we really want to make sure that we do right by our by our testers. Um, they're giving us a lot of their time. And so it's only fair that we, you know, that we meet that as well. Yeah. So, the problem is the ratio isn't great, right? Cause there are there's three, three of us, us and 160 <laughs> of them. Yeah. And so uh, we're trying to put in the same amount of time, but we're getting close. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we, uh, not quite. Yeah, not quite. So far since we launched the beta, at 7 p.m., our testers have put in 840 hours of gameplay. That's in that's in a in a 48 hour window. Right? That's 35 days of playtime across only 163 people <laughs> um, across two days. Across two days. Uh, so the good news is people are playing the crap out of it, and we're gonna have some more stats about that. Um, we've had quite a few bug uh, bug reports or overall just feedback and stuff. No real major problems with the game so far, um, except for a couple quests, which which will hit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think I think what we're gonna kind of focus on through a lot of the podcast today is just kind of talking about this beta testing process, some stuff that we've been doing, uh, some things that maybe aren't or didn't work out the way we expected, um, and just kind of just kind of how things are going. Sure. So, and why don't we start this off by telling people? What we're even talking about if they haven't heard of Crashlands? Right. So Crashlands oh, yes. is the sound? Crashlands is a is a development project we started two years ago. Uh, 
it was incepted when I got this cancer diagnosis because we were like, we're making mobile games and nobody cares. So let's make something that people actually care about. Um, like another mobile game. Yeah. But a bigger one. <laughs> but enormous. So what it's turned into, it was originally originally concepted as essentially a blend between the, some things like Don't Starve, Diablo, and Terraria. Um, and it has morphed and morphed into very much its own its own thing, which is a massive, uh, I guess you'd call it an open world crafting adventure. And you can tame pets, you can run around the world, you can, there's quest givers, and there's approximately, there's over 40 hours of content. I guess we'll find out exactly kind of a better number for that as the beta testers go through. And it tells an epic story uh, across three lands. So it's a really, really big game. And with the sort of easy term we've been using for it is it's kind of like a, a small 2D Fallout or Skyrim as far as the, the way it, the way it flows. So I don't know if I would say it's a small. Well, I, I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess it's got... It's got the same the amount same of gameplay. Stuff, we have actually weird. had several of our testers say that it feels like it has as much content as as Fallout 4. Right. Someone, yeah, someone's quest log was filling up and they were like, oh my God, it's all like Fallout again. <laughs> <laughs> People are just coming off of their Fallout binge. So uh, so we're, the game, you know, we're as we finish up the beta, then we'll be getting into launch uh, actually early next year. So I'm okay with saying that because that's just going to be how, it's, how it is. Um, so yeah, the yeah things would be pretty fucking disastrous for us to not make it. Yeah. And as I say that, uh, we were we decided before the podcast started we're going to try to reduce our profanity, and I just fucked it up already. Well, I, fuck, I guess we just got to go it. now. So I'm sorry, guys. My bad. It's okay though, because at the beginning we said people to stop listening if their ears <laughs> are sensitive. So no one's even listening to this anyway. So who even who even gives a fuck? My, yeah, my assumption is that people listen to the first. 10 seconds and they're like oh oh yeah i'm not supposed to listen to this yeah i am easily offended i'm gonna turn this off right (laughs) right real quick well let's uh, i hate being offended let's dive a little more into the stats of this uh this beta sure man so we've gotten with with these 163 people who've been playing for just for two days um they've generated over 400 feedback reports um which are upvoted and things as well so the total level of sort of feedback is, is very high which is fantastic and at least I think all of us have been we're really pleased as far as just the, the, the overall quality of the feedback has been very solid. Uh, there's a few bugs that, that we can't seem to hunt down. Um, I've been getting quite clear enough sort of feedback on what the heck is happening around them. They're kind of these mystery bugs. but Well, they're super frustrating because we've had a lot of players report them, but none of those players can cause them to happen again on purpose. Yeah. And they all happen in a different circumstance. Which is the worst kind of bug. So, And then we can't reproduce. It's like nobody can reproduce it, but everybody sees it. So, so yeah. Over the horrible. course of, I mean, so they've already done 840 hours of play. So presumably within the next week, with another doubling of that, someone will notice. Yeah, some, eventually we're going to know. If you just is. think, you know, it, let's say this bug is super rare and maybe it's like as you are running around the world once maybe every 10 hours you'll see this this bug yeah not that big of a deal right well that means we get 84 reports of that bug <laughs> right. because there's been 840 right. hours of gameplay right so it seems like a really huge deal on our end uh but it maybe it's not actually yeah. well but it know. is though because here's what's going to happen when we release this into the wild if we get if enough people get the game like we're hoping, so that suddenly we have ten thousand or a hundred thousand, then we have a similar guarantee of, and we have a similar crash. guarantee of that many bug reports. Mm-hmm. Then a fraction of those are gonna t- are gonna tell us about it, and so now we're gonna get a, da- a constant deluge in our emails, day in and day out, about this 
goddamn bug that we can't find. <laughs> so that's that's the one sort of uh, worrisome one. But other than that, everything's been going really well. And I think uh, my one of my favorite stats from it so far is that the highest playtime, the individual with the highest playtime, has played for 22.4 hours. So they basically put in the equivalent of one of our, you know, one of these work days that we've been doing. Well, uh, well, and remember, that's over a 48-hour period. Yeah, so basically 50% of their life for the past two days has been Crash Lance. Which is amazing. Which is cool. <laughs> so to me, <laughs> to awesome. me, that's one of those, that's sort of a validating number. Because um, you can show somebody a game and they'll go, oh, it looks, looks cool, you know. Uh, but they're not going to put in 22 hours just out of yeah. sort of that of the kindness of their heart to sort of make you feel good about yourself. Right. <laughs> right. That's um, quite the commitment. Yeah. People, you know, you're only going to see people, people putting in that kind of time if they actually are it's, having a good time. It's kind of it. like how you so, know who your friends are when you ask if they'll help you move. Yes. That's exactly what it is. But the other thing is, is you find out who your friends aren't when they ask you to help them move. That's also true because you're like, no, we're done now because you asked me to move. So, yeah. Yeah. Hire somebody. Jesus. But also on, <laughs> on top of that. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. This relationship You find out who your over. friends aren't when they ask you to move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so also the top 10 players of, in terms of playtime have put in over 14 hours. Um, so still yeah. pretty, pretty good, which brings us at a 5.2 hour average. So two and a half hours a day or so, 2.6 hours a day per Which is really amazing. Average. Yeah. And it also it also tells me that we did a good job of selecting our tests. Because we, we had a, yeah. 1,100 people applied for beta testing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we selected 150. We brought in some others from other sources, but we selected 150 based on how active they've been in Butterscotch games and in the Bscotch community through our forums and stuff. So that seemed to pay off pretty well, actually, as, yeah, as a strategy great. for selecting people. Everyone's been very active. We've had a lot of fun just chatting with uh, with the testers in our uh, in our forums and in uh, in our chat client and stuff. It's been really entertaining. And we've only had one accidental, and it was an accident, an accidental uh, breach of the NDA, which we found yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. Someone, <laughs> I, some, felt, I felt bad for that that guy. Yeah, well, <laughs> I know I did too. He was uh, apparently just had, had been sort of trying out streaming, and he was, he thought he was he was basically just practicing. I uh, didn't realize that because of all of Google's sort of automated stuff, it was directly uploading and posting his videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. They and they, and they were views. short. It was only a little bit of playtime. There were no spoilers. So it, it was, was like a big deal. Minutes. Yeah, it was it was no big deal. But I had, of course, it was in violation of our NDA. And, we, you know, we can't let – we just can't let it, that happen. And so I had to kindly ask, you know, hey, sorry, but could you please take that down? Yep. And – you did immediately, so so thanks, guy. <laughs> and sorry yeah. we had to do that to you. Uh, Adam, why don't you, uh, why don't you take us through some of these more intense stats? Sure, like man. The specifics of things that people have managed to accomplish in this short two-day window slash 80, 840 hours of playtime. <laughs> yeah. So we so we collect stats on just what happens when people are playing the game, which which we do for, for fun. So Biscotch ID, for anybody listening who's not in it in other games – collects game stats so you can then have leaderboards with your friends so that means we have them for everybody we can just kind of see what what the population of people are doing so i just summed up uh, across all of our players a bunch of values just to kind of get an idea of what the whole population of testers have accomplished in the last 48 hours so here we go hit us do it the number of creatures murdered <laughs> mercilessly very important <laughs> is twenty one thousand eight hundred. what <laughs> It's pretty. That's a lot. Oh, it's worth noting. Seth and I actually don't know what these numbers are yet. So yeah. We so noticed. I wanted to keep it secret. So Twenty-one thousand animals have been murdered. Oh my god! You monsters! Uh, 
Yeah. And because many of them have multiple hearts and beaks, then that adds up to a, just a tremendous number of organs. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's at least, what, one heart per animal, you know, one sort of body part per animal. Actually, they, yeah. each of them drops like three things. So I guess how many... Th- how many total they things? Drop, well, the, the little babies drop two to three things. Well, the we'll, yeah. we'll like get there. Nine. We'll get there shortly. Mm, okay. Okay. So then resources harvested. So, of course, there are creatures you murder, and then there are resources you, you know, you collect. So you bring like them Like trees. Collect against trees. Uh, what's a weird one? Sponge. What's that sponge thing that grows in the ground? Copper sponge. Copper sponge. There's a copper sponge that grows in the ground, because why not? So resources harvested, 64,700. Wow. Wow. Pretty good. That's as in those chopped down? Like number of things chopped down. down. That is the number of things chopped down out in the world. We got like quite the deforestation. So we're clearing clearing forests. We're we're depleting animals in every every area of the the world of crash. Do we know how many uh, tiles have been placed down? How much terraforming has gone on? I did not grab that one. Yeah, that's a trickier one to track because you can also pick tiles back up again. Right. So Yeah. So then it gets messy. Yep. But what I can tell you is how many items people have acquired. So items are acquired by killing creatures and harvesting resources. Uh, I think that's the main way, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you get items and, and crafting stuff. Or does that count when you craft a thing? Does that count as yep. items acquired? Okay. Yep. So the collecting of things going into your inventory as you play the game across all of our players the past 48 hours is 407,000. What? This is why we have an infinite inventory, people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 163 people have collected over 400,000 items in this See, game. This means Very industrious. When this game goes actually on to launch, if we say if we manage to sell, say, uh, 10,000 units in the first week, which, you know, by God, hopefully we can do, uh, that means, so if we're, we're at 104 people, if they're... Yeah, so 100 exit at least. Yeah. We're looking at like four million. No, what? Four, fourteen. Twenty-four million items collected. Depending on what ten thousand people playing in around the same amount of time. Yeah, as these one hundred sixty-three have. So okay, so people have collected. Fucking airplanes always flying above my house. But anyway, so people have collected four hundred thousand items, which is cool. But of course, you can turn those items into stuff. Right. So they've converted those items into 26,000 crafted things, mm. which is pretty cool. Uh, collectively among them all, they have died. All of our players have died 1,300 times. <laughs> hmm. Which which is, is, which is it's a, a lot, lot of gravestones. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually uh, not too many. That's like less, less than 10 per person. Yeah, really not bad, yeah. actually. Which is good, yeah. We, yeah so we, nice, nice work, everybody. Uh, maybe job. that means we need to make the game more difficult. Is that what that means? Maybe. Although, to be fair, probably almost... Probably the bulk of those were fighting Hugo or fighting the various bosses because. Well, no, I'd say if Seth you're... doubled all of their damage and their health right before we launched it for beta. Yeah, I've, so, I have no recollection. Of this. <laughs> so everything was basically impossible to kill. Uh, well, I would put so if if people are playing on average for five point two hours, then the average number of deaths is ten. Then that means every what? So it's like around three hundred minutes. So every, I don't every, know, man. You you try to do the math. I'm, I've got, I'm drinking know. and I'm, I'm confused and tired. <laughs> yeah, like every minutes or so, every dies. <laughs> some amount of time. every minutes or so, a gravestone. Whatever. Okay, well, how far uh, how far have people traveled? So that's the last stat I have. Right. The, so we're also tracking meters walked. So for those of you in the game, one meter I believe is one tile, right? That's what we that's what yes. we're calling it. Um, okay. not quite. So I not think quite? it's like half a tile. Like half a tile. Yeah. 
Oh, so it corresponds to the height of flux, right? Right. Flux yes. is a meter tall. We're okay, assuming so flux is like 1.6 meters tall or something like that. Okay, so so flux is like an average human height, so that's what we mean by a meter is, you know, whatever. It makes kind of sense. Totally. So uh, across all of our players, okay, make sure I get my commas in the right place when I look at this. Okay, meters walked, 2,256,388. What? So that's 2,500 kilometers. Yep. Pretty good. Good job. Pretty good. Nice work, everybody. It's a lot of exploration. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's it. No more stats. That's all I got for you. Less stat. Let's talk about. uh, I guess the the last thing to get into about the beta is kind of. I thought this would be fun. Is sort of our favorite moments so far. Favorite feedback moments. So again, we haven't gotten to show this game to anybody for two years. So it's been. And of course, now we're asking people to complain about it for like three weeks uh which is pretty it's pretty rough exit well, yeah, from the yeah. cave but it's to complain about it and point out everything that we need to fix so like what we get out of this is a mountain of bug reports and i wish it was like this instead right know, kind of so thing. but even even amidst all that uh there's been a few hilarious things that have happened i guess probably because of that um so i think my my favorite uh i'll call it a bug well, maybe a tremendous error on my part, <laughs> which I, you know, I'll take responsibility for this. I think I tried to pass it off onto Adam. Found out it definitely was not his fault. So I mean, that's that's always that's my default sort of approach. As yeah, well. pass the bank. That's true. Pass yeah, the yeah. buck. Um, <laughs> it's always the web guy's fault. And so what happened was there's a there's a quest that involves basically hunting down some uh, some. The quest was originally called Legendary Facts. And you're sort of uncovering the story of the Bacon Wheat Fairy, which we've talked about a few times in the podcast. And it should be sort of the first access, give you access to the first boss that you're going to run into in the game. And the Legendary Facts quest, quest giver tells you to go due south of his current location to find old Janarl, who's this old hermit with like no teeth. I will point out that when I did my playthrough last week, uh, I talked to this this fellow, and I was like, "I'm gonna do this." And I went south for a very long time, <laughs> probably 20 minutes of running south, and I never seemed to find it. So, so it should take if it, if you actually were able to just get there, it would take you probably maybe maybe two or three minutes of walking max. Yeah, not um, very far. Not very long, and it's it's also the outpost itself that Old Jarnaro lives in is literally a massive skull drawn on the map with uh, lanterns surrounding it. So it's very hard to miss, actually, uh, if you're able if to you walk by. If you go in by. the right direction. And so we had a, a few of our testers had hit this point and apparently have been just searching for this thing for, for literally hours. So two to three hours for a few of these guys uh, and gals. And um, as they, they you know, voiced this, you know, where... Sam, where where's the bacon weed fairy located, you piece of trash? And so I went through, and uh, I was like, oh, you know, it's just due south. You just got to go south. Um, he said it's due south, guys. So just go south. And so they started sending screenshots of their maps where they had clearly gone in a perfectly straight line due south. Very south. Uh, yeah, extremely south. And <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, that's – so I was looking at the map, and I was trying to find, you know, that outline of that skull because I was like, oh, maybe, you know, they kind of somehow missed it or something weird happened couldn't find it and i was like that's just so weird and then had this tickle in my memory of an afternoon where the bakery fairy was the first longer chain uh quest series that was made besides the main line story and so the experiment that was that was done actually while i was building that was using reference points to 
get a player to go from basically point A to point B to point C in a way that made sense. And what the way I had done it was dumb because I had essentially not actually used that the original quest giver as the outpost that you're supposed to go south of. What I had done was I'd put that quest giver directly south of your ship originally, and then also put old Gennaro's outpost way far south of that. So that while he Which says... Which the place you're trying to go. Right. So that it, it used to be accurate that he said, oh, just go super far south of here. But the reality was the south of here was actually south of the ship. Which was, was south of somewhere else, miles west of the place where people were digging for, and so uh, so I dug this up and found it, and then had to sort of eat crow to our lovely testers who uh, <laughs> who found that for us because I felt terrible about it. And this and then this happened again this afternoon with uh, the yeah. beacon cluster <laughs> yeah. where I accidentally just told people to go the wrong direction. <laughs> like, yeah, west it was instead like, of east, go northwest. It turns out it's northeast. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Uh, well, but this did result in something cool. So we, we had a suggestion from this ended up just being a common problem. Uh, Seth actually kind of noticed it on his playthrough, but since he wasn't really doing side quests, uh, he never really like he didn't get it didn't break his game experience because he didn't give it the opportunity to. Right. But we had enough complaints about this that we realized we're like, well, this thing is this this concept of saying go this direction. That's where an interesting thing is was just terrible it was broken because the game is too big so like well no i want to i want to point out it's actually it's because it's 2d right uh, yeah you can, so you can easily you, walk by a thing and not know yeah, you've done it if yeah. you're playing a 3d game and somebody's like oh go off to this village it's to the west that's my medieval man <laughs> voice of course. Good, i like it uh so you you go west and you just kind of look outward toward the horizon and you're like oh i see the shape of a village yeah as long as the draw distance is good enough then you can yeah. see it yeah so you just go there but on a 2d game that's top down all you can see is your just your immediate surroundings especially so if you don't if you're bump on phone, into it right yeah if you're on a phone you have a very small field of view and if you don't bump right into that that thing that you're trying to find you, you just, just don't find it, it. Yep. So you, instead you have to comb the area like a lawnmower and just kind of sweep around, you know, trying to uncover. <laughs> well, this also meant that all thing. the directions in the game are actually just the pure eight uh, cardinal directions because we couldn't, there was no variation allowed. Yeah, we knew that was a problem. And right. so, yeah, so that meant we couldn't do fun, creative things when we sent you off directions. We had to basically keep you on a very like, clear It's either due west, north, east, or south because reasons always. Yeah. yeah. But we ended up being able to, we had a good suggestion from somebody who, after a whole bunch of people were like, this is not good. This is breaking, <laughs> this is breaking the experience. Then somebody suggested doing something which you see in things like Borderlands and, and really a lot of other games, actually. When they want to tell you, when they want to give you a waypoint, but don't want to tell you exactly where a thing is. And, and for us, that was basically the problem. We didn't want, it's the same with our questing system or anything else. We don't want to give a person a checklist and say, go make sure these checks get ticked yeah. right we, we want to keep it firmly rooted in a sense of adventure and exploration. yeah and it's a story and an exploration so we want to give you dialogue and have you parse out of it what it is you're supposed to do and we made it easy right but but not so easy that it becomes a checkbox and it's the same deal with going out and finding a thing we want i mean sure a lot of times we say it's right there and we put a point on your map but a lot of times we want to be we want you to have to go explore and discover it and it just turned out that that just is so hard in a 2D environment for the reasons that we've already talked about. But somebody sitting just reminded us of the fact that we could put a search window somewhere, right? So we could say it's somewhere over there and then kind of circle a region of the map where it's guaranteed to be in that region, but you just don't know where. So and, all you do, so then you have a finite search area instead of just yeah. go far in one direction and you just infinitely walk forever until you die. 
right. don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. Which, Which is great. Is great. Yeah. So that's, like, that's, <laughs> so, that's one of the biggest yeah. changes, actually. Probably probably going to be one of the biggest changes, I would guess, from the that'll, data. Yeah, that'll probably change as far the as experience impact. the most. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, guys. It's fantastic feedback. Um, yeah, and I was trying to remember who it was it that suggested that. Uh, it was it happened like in the wee the wee hours of yeah. yesterday morning or something, and like so much has happened since then that I just can't remember who it was. But whoever you are, Thank nice you. fucking work. Thank uh, and the the last one I want to talk about is death. So again, people, oh, yeah. you're going to die a lot in this game. So we have had some interesting conversations with people today where they're like, it's it's cool because the the art style of the game is such that you're not intimidated. Like things look sort of fun by default. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a level of challenge hidden in the combat system because you're going to get murdered also a lot. And so there's this interesting tension there that, that uh, they said it was actually really, really sort of fun to slowly uncover how challenging the game was. Um, but in the process of, of, you know, slowly uncovering that and learning how, how the combat works, people are going to die. Uh, you take, people are gonna die. You're gonna take real a, world. Yeah, you get yeah. Well, I mean, that's also gonna happen. Time passes, but uh, you know, you're gonna take stray hits from time to time, and the creatures are designed to be extremely punishing when you take a stray hit. And so, because of the fact that you can actually theoretically not take any damage for your entire playthrough of Crashlands, because of how the telegraph system works. So theoretically, theoretically, not gonna happen, but theoretically. So, <laughs> uh, one of the notes we got though, and uh, I believe this was. Uh, the quote comes from C. Bigsby, one of our testers, who said, A tedious task does not a fitting punishment make, which I thought was very well put. Well, so what is the tedious the task? The tedious task is this. When you die, currently, when you die in the game, uh, about all of your stuff, all of the stuff that you've collected in the last short while, about 20 items, will pop out of your body. And this is to punish you for dying, right? So it's just a little one. Uh, but then not punish you so much that you don't... It, your stuff doesn't disappear. You don't lose armor or anything. You just have to walk back and pick up your stuff. The tedious if you part, want to. If you want to. The tedious part is the fact that you have to pick up each one of those things one by one. Which is the only time in the game uh, that things don't actually just automatically hoover vacuum into your body. And the point that, that Bigsby was making was just the fact that this is not... like The, the punishment's already being delivered in the form of losing your stuff and needing to go back. And that's that's actually like an interesting and fun thing people were enjoying. And like it drops well, a great as well. I want to real quickly though defend why it is the way it currently is. Or not necessarily defend, but explain. Sure. Yeah. Um, Let's back it up to two so years. For ago. us for us the punishment it was not in the original concept of death where you would die and you would drop a few items. The punishment was not having to go pick them up one by one. The punishment was having to go get them. Yeah. Uh, because the way that you acquired every single item in the game used to be one by one. Yeah, so, you used to have to pick up everything that you broke up out of resources. Yeah, so the way, that, the way that you collect things now is you'll chop down a tree, the logs pop out, and then they just go, whoop, and they just suck right into your inventory. It used to be that the logs would fall onto the ground and you would pick them up manually one at a time. And so because of that, that's just the way that death sort of came out where once you have died and your things drop on the ground – um, they aren't sort of, you know, flagged or whatever as being auto pick upable items and they just sit there. And so that's just, so the fact that you have to pick them up one by one is just a consequence of this system sort of evolving from a manual yeah. pickup to an auto pickup. It's a mechanical, mechanical, uh, holdover basically. Yeah. So our intention wasn't to punish you by making you pick things up one by one. It was just to make you go back and retrieve right. your stuff and so with all this feedback we got uh somebody suggested they're like what if 
what if when you died, uh, you know, all your stuff was sort of like bundled somehow so that you still had to go back, but then you just pop it open like you would a tree or anything else. All of your goodies that you lost explode and suck back into your body, right? So bring it back into the, how things actually mechanically work now. Um, and so I think immediately all of us were like, yes, we overlooked that. That sounds awesome. So it's basically going to become a, a gravestone pinata. Um, so when you die, right now you get smashed by a gravestone from that just drops out of the sky because video games. But soon uh, when you die, it will be a death chest that drops out, smashes you. Your stuff's going to fly out and then suck into the chest. Uh, and then when you come back and you actually break that chest open, you know, the reverse will happen where it basically gives you, you get your stuff shot. back and it'll just pop right out of the chest and go right in your inventory. That's be super fun. And I think my my last sort of note of other things that, I, that I'm personally excited to change uh, is just adding a few other uh, sort of polishing, polishing and juice things for making various interactions just a little more, uh, a little more feisty, a little more visually interesting. So. Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go into that too much, but I'm just I'm very excited to get past a few of these initial initial bug stage stuff, so we can start adding a little bit more of this uh, cool content to the game. Yeah, dang right. So yeah, beta's going well. It's exhausting. Um, mm. We're gonna be putting in another full work day on Wednesday, and then I think uh, take it Thursday. Thursday, off. we're just gonna probably sleep. It's Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. We're gonna eat a lot and just sleep through the whole day. I know, actually, I'm I'm driving up to Houston to visit my in-laws starting tomorrow, so I'm gonna be kind of I'm gonna be kind of bringing down the overall level of work that's happening. But uh, yeah, maybe that's you know maybe that just needs to happen. That's okay. We've so. had, sort of had a, a dramatically too high level of work. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, our, our goal was to get the beta started so that people, if they if they did have a lot of time over the over the Thanksgiving break for those those people in the U.S. who get some time off that sort of thing we wanted to make sure that crash once is out so that people could dump a bunch of time into it and give us a bunch of feedback yes i think but of course uh, the problem is that we want to also be able to take some we want to be able to relax <laughs> well, I, think, you know, I, I think we also uh, didn't uh, at least i personally i didn't actually anticipate the level of participation i think honestly um yeah you know, that's we, right we it's, it's a it, blessing and a curse right yeah we were we were really worried we're like oh you know is we were hoping that that people would be able to get through the thing in like three or four weeks and the truth of the matter is, like, someone's going to be done with it by probably Sunday, as long as things aren't broken, within a week, you know, because of the rate of play. We, we've had someone put 22 hours, and it took Seth 40 hours to beat it, and he kind of knew what was going on. So, yeah, basically, someone's going to be done by the it. end of the week. You know, they could yeah. be, potentially. And so, yeah, so we're, sure we're trying to play, yeah, we're going to need to make sure the ending is good. We're trying to play catch-up so the people who are following them. Right, so we're kind of, we're actually kind of stuff. racing uh, a few of our front testers to get stuff done and then also like Seth said early on like we really want to respect people's time and so part of that's like you know making sure that they're not playing through something that we don't need them to play through also as far as broken shit so or yeah. even Which, worse that they that they play through something that we don't consider finished or fun or mm-hmm. you know or worthy of their time you know we don't want it to be the case that they get to the end of the game and then you know maybe we haven't implemented something that we thought we were going to at that point and <laughs> because we didn't think anybody was going to get there although i think the only piece speed the only piece left though is the final boss fight it, yes. well, it, that we actually it that we actually exists. call and finish I, yeah. I guess it's all there but it's not climactic enough yeah. so seth and i will actually be tackling that uh, probably tomorrow afternoon so we're gonna be we're gonna be climaxing super hard tomorrow so. <laughs> together but if you are if you are a tester <laughs> if you are if you're one of our testers and you're listening to this very strange podcast as it just began. <laughs> uh, then just just uh, if you run into this trouble where like you get to a point and you just can't progress and you're way ahead of everybody else, 
just just be aware that it's going to take us some time to catch up. Yeah, uh, do the best so, you can. So take maybe, you know, maybe take, play some take, Rocket League. Yeah, take a break, play some Rocket League, hang out. And with also, some humans. bear in mind the beta is planned to go for four weeks. So you know, not not a huge rush to just blaze through the whole game for twenty plays. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Fact. So. Uh, anyway, but so aside from that, so we got the beta thing going on. Uh, as far as other time-sensitive stuff, we have a t-shirt shop. Right, oh, that yeah. Has, that has appeared, uh, which I think we talked about it last week a mm-hmm. bit. Uh, but it's all it's all live. We have a, a bit.ly link, which is bit.ly slash bscotchjorts. <laughs> we are not selling jorts, but... But we made that bit.ly before we started this podcast, and it's been... <laughs> It's just been a long slog. <laughs> we it was funnier to us than probably it should have so been. So go get your butterscotch jorts at bit.ly slash bscotch jorts. Also, there aren't any jorts there, just t shirts. There's and just hoodies. shirts. There's hoodies, uh baseball shirts, t shirts, V necks, you know, if you for need the to, ladies. If you need to do that kind of kind of thing. What else do I want to say about the shirts? We should probably say they're fucking soft they're so great they really are they're fantastic so, so soft. we're really excited yeah, i will to say i'm i personally uh, i'm i'm sampling my own product here i'm ordering five <laughs> <laughs> five this is my work uniform this is my butterscotch yeah we we all shirt. wear these shirts like i wear mine I'm wearing I one right already. now i was wearing one yesterday the day before but today yeah just- and we so we originally these shirts are coming from a, a local st louis company called tiny little monster and they are totally awesome the shirts are really high quality they're screen printed um so the colors are really vibrant and bright and uh the material on the shirts is is like it's like wearing a cloud it's an angel hair situation. <laughs> it's like getting a getting a, a chest massage <laughs> yeah. from an angel but, uh, so go to bit.ly slash bscotch jorts and those are only available through december 14th so make sure you do it pretty Fact. much like yeah. now and also so this is this is a this shop they're a screen printer they do they do things in batches and so uh the shirts will all be printed in one batch after this after the sales end. Mm-hmm. So uh, so it's not like you know ordering something off of Amazon where you'll order it and just get it in in two days. So uh, once this once everything is done, then it'll be shipped. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you want if you want your sweet Beastgutch merch and if you want to support us and throw our company on your chest piece, it's a good uh, looking and, chest piece. And it, yeah, and it'll it'll become a talking piece as well because. You'll Everybody be alarmed how many will be like, what the hell is that? What the hell is Butterscotch shenanigans? Why is your shirt so goddamn vibrant and soft? Mm-hmm. Yes. They'll be like, I want to be in that shirt. They'll, no, they'll be like, I want shirt. to be you. I want to be you because you're wearing that shirt. No, not beat. Be. I want to beat. I want to beat. Be. be. <laughs> I'm going to beat you. Uh, all right, so now is the time oh, in the podcast Let's that, hit we take, that we take questions from people. Uh, these questions come from podcast.bscotch.net, and uh, people in there can vote up other questions. And so every podcast, we just take the top bundle of upvoted questions and do things, do just nasty things to them. I think we actually have our most powerful question that has ever been asked. Today. We have a 17 really? voter. 17 we points. 17 really? points in the top question. Congratulations. Yeah. Wait, whose is it? Mia Kitty. 
I mean, Kitty, congratulations. Crushing yeah. it. And Record to be fair, crusher. it's a pretty weird question. It I is, don't know which, if I understand. So I'm not just, super <laughs> sure why everybody wanted us to answer this, but I, just, <laughs> I, I, haven't, right. uh, I actually haven't read any of the podcast questions because I just decided I wasn't going to. All right. Well, I think, I think, Adam, we're going to then require that you're the one who fires a response within moments of hearing this. Uh, do I have to go first? Okay. Yeah. Hit me. All right. If you have, this is from Mia Kitty, 17 upvotes. If you have number one four, Australian fan. Number one Australia fan, Mia Kitty, 17 upvotes. If you have four pencils and seven apples, how many pancakes will fit on the roof? Three, obviously. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Right, I well, say. I guess that one's done. Yeah. All right. So next <laughs> I mean, question. That was, just, come from, on, that was just a simple. That was just, just a simple. It's just a simple well, math right, problem. Because, Straightforward math because problem. I mean, you, I'm a PhD scientist. Yeah. Like that's, that yeah I mean, nothing. seven apples minus four pencils equals three pancakes on the roof. Yeah. I don't under you know, that unit kind of makes me is, wonder works works very straightforwardly. It kind of makes me wonder maybe Mia Kitty is going to school for something like this and she's just sort of you, throwing oh, is this her like a homework, homework problem throwing her yeah. homework questions into our podcast which is kind of abusive of our yeah, system. That's against not, the spirit of the podcast questions. Yeah, but anyway, it's 3. So I hope you get an A. Uh, it kind of reminds whatever. me of those uh, those word problems you got where they're like Johnny has 26 apples. And he's trying to eat them as quickly as possible. And he's seven feet tall, but Mary is three feet tall and lives in a cave. And you're like, which one of them is older? <laughs> and then, and then next to the description, there's a picture of a multi-ethnic uh, group of four students all laughing together. Mm-hmm. They're like, like ah, that. this word problem is so <laughs> dumb. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I was, was a good old days. In, in my math books. I noticed there was always a there was always a very diverse like a, there was always four students, and it was always the most diverse group possible, almost to the point of being staged. Seemed seemed like it wasn't <laughs> quite candid. Like it wasn't yeah. candid learning between these four yeah. extremely diverse people. Especially, and then they were doing something like one of them was holding a ruler up to something, and everybody else was laughing really like way too hard. For- yeah, they were like, we love math and measuring things. <laughs> yeah. It's the uh, best. Three pancakes. All right, next question comes from, <laughs> comes from also from Mia Kitty, number one Australia fan, 12 upvotes. Wow. So some of your Pretty sense good. of humor is childish. What? That's a compliment, Mia Kitty, by the way. Please, she oh, said. Okay. Oh, she said it's a compliment. Okay, it's a compliment. Right, cool. She cool. said it's a compliment, which makes it a compliment. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's just like when you say, "I'm not racist," but yeah. So yeah, that anything you say after that is exactly what not she just. Did. Well, I was going to say that actually makes you a racist, right? Isn't that what that does? I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Sam. When you when you declare something <laughs> to not be true, it becomes not. True. It becomes not true. So thanks yeah. for the compliment, for starters. Uh, but when you were first starting out, did you ever make a game that was just too hilariously immature to even talk about? <laughs> did I, I will say, well, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just throw, throw something. In yeah, here, go for it. Which is that when I, when I joined the studio, it was one of the things that I, that it, it just is the case. Like when you're, when you're three guys, three, you know, similarly aged white dudes, then you, you kind of end up with that like kind of like homogenized bro. And I don't mean bro like brother, but bro like bro culture, right? Kind of, kind of, kind of thing that can happen. And so things like uh, penis jokes, you know, that that kind of humor stuff. They're called dick jokes. Actually. Dick <laughs> jokes. I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be technical about it to make it less. Trying to be medical. Trying to be medical about it. Uh, but so we'll take dick jokes, right? They're called penis yolks. Penis yolks. So it turned out like if uh, so, so the the like little one-off things, like little phrases, and the the 
what are the juice texts, what are the things that pop off when you like attack things and all that kind of stuff. There were, there were some of them in there. I just noticed when I joined the studio and started digging through this stuff that were like definitely things like dick jokes and, and that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, and even, even in yeah, Crashlands, yeah. we were conceiving a whole bunch of stuff at the beginning about what the story would be like and, and that kind of stuff. There was just, there was, there was a bunch of that in there because we like, we were still kind of, uh, uh, you know, echo chambering <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. I think we've grown up, you know, culturally a lot in the last yeah exactly honestly like, that's think, exactly I think what we've, we've been is, growing up as as this has been happening and so yeah. it's it's been going away i mean there used to be we had a problem in quadrupus we said that i sat down and, and you know the, all the weapons and enemies in quadrupus have randomized names okay yes and there's the way that works is there are basically three big data uh data banks of words that we just sat down and we're kind of giggling and just you know keyboarding these things in and some of them some of them were close enough to dirty or to something bad or offensive in some way or, or, or close enough to, not, not necessarily by itself. Some, yeah, like, some, yeah. There were a few of them the that by themselves were, but like not necessarily by themselves, but in combination with certain other ones could suddenly get extremely slippery. Um, yeah. And, and so we, I mean, no one ever actually complained about it because they, I think everybody understood that it was a randomized bank. And so no one ever sort of directly placed blame on us, but I think that was probably the closest we've gotten to sort of, making a huge mistake uh, <laughs> you know publicly <laughs> it's one of those music. things that when you when you fuck up in that way when you like when you say something racist or sexist or any other kind of offensive thing uh even if it's like an accident because you mix two words together with a random number generator right but especially if it's on purpose it's one of those things that, like you it, all of a sudden you're kind of it's game over in your public perception right you you have to you have to now try to figure out how to backtrack out of that and yeah that kind of stuff. i think you know all of us are pretty well, comfortable well i think it i think it depends i mean the way that i see it is like it depends people, on how people view you for sure yeah people yeah. need to be learning all the time and i think we all need to recognize that um you know like if we li- come back and listen to this podcast 5 or 10 years from now there's a pretty good chance that maybe some of the things that we're talking about or the way that we're talking about some things uh is going to be Really horrifying, cringeworthy, cringeworthy. Yeah. Based on based on the fact that we've we've grown up and we've learned some things and we've gotten a broader perspective. I mean, we've even mentioned this with regards to just how we how we ask and or how we respond to the questions that were asked. You know, some like if you listen to some of the initial podcasts, um, we there's there's occasionally a sort of a mocking tone that comes into us <laughs> when we're when people are asking questions, um, and we all I think we all sort of slowly we're like oh that's not you know that's not okay yeah, that's not cool that's, we, don't, yeah, we right. don't need to be doing that uh so we no. like we've i think the podcast has actually helped us because we're, we're actually getting direct it's really fun for us because we get direct kind of interaction with people and then get to explore explore things that we actually don't tend to you know necessarily i mean you know, the the word question for example you know we don't usually talk about pencils apples and pancakes so um, that yeah. was super well. Deep. There's that, and there's also managing uh, our community that's growing up around our games. Because now we have to go, you know, look at, you know, play the play the parent to to other people who are coming in, and you know, mixing together from all ages and cultures and, and any kind of background you can come up with. And we have to make sure that everyone's on the same sort of like comfortable playing field where everybody's playing nice, because mm-hmm. we don't want to have one of those toxic environments. Yeah. And, and what that means is we have to be constantly thinking about it all the time. It's like, you know, what can we do to make these things better? What do we need to prevent? All that kind of stuff. And it makes it so that we have to then do the same thing ourselves. That's right. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, so a, it's, it's, it's a grilling so experience. The, yeah. And I think the important thing is just that, uh, you know, that you own it 
if you if you mess up, mm-hmm. just acknowledge that it was a screw up, uh, yeah. and then you try to say, do better. You know, I was an asshole. I'm sorry. That was not cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna it's do so, better. You know, sometimes it takes a while to realize it too, but it's okay. It, unfortunately, it usually takes a long time. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it takes never. <laughs> sometimes uh, <laughs> it takes infinity. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next question comes from Geek Dad or G thirty three K Dad. Depending on whether you speak elite speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, with 11 I think we speak elite speak. Yes. So this one's got 11 upvotes. All Scotch games are E for everyone, and my kids really enjoy them all. Will Crashlands be full, wait, so full of F-bombs and doo-doo and butts that my kids will all turn into sailors overnight? Or can I expect more family-friendly goodness we've come to expect? So, Which does bring us back to this issue it of does. profanity on the podcast. So, yeah, we, we've been debating whether or not actually to stop swearing on the podcast, which is also hard because we, we actually swear a lot. If Yeah, if you sit down with one of us for lunch, you're going to be just... You're gonna. Your face will melt from the heat of the f bombs. Yeah, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't matter who you. We don't have a filter. That's dependent on who's across from us. Yeah. So if you, you are a four year old child and you are sitting with us at a lunch table, you're gonna. We learn will be draping words. you with f bombs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think it's, we. Uh, it's a curse. We've been debating on this, and I actually, be, I'd be, I'd be curious <laughs> to hear uh, if you guys want to, you know, drop a note in the forums or tweet at us what your thought would be on this, because we what we do want to, we want this to be open enough for everyone, but we also like we. We are. We enjoy the fact that we are our own sort of people who aren't sort of, uh, I guess, We're, super we, polished. You know, it's yeah. Uh, well, we're trying to just be ourselves on this and thing. We happen to swear a lot, so it seems like a. Thing and we we, we do, do actually put a pretty. We do put a lid on it quite a bit already. Yeah. No, actually, we toned it down. I would. I would actually say we have at least a ninety percent reduction in <laughs> on the podcast compared to real life. I think so. So, uh, Crashlands itself, uh, it has a lot of bombs in it, but no f bombs. <laughs> uh, and uh, and no butts actually, because the quadrupus never turns around. Uh, the quadrupus. <laughs> That's true. They're drawn with butts. The they quadrupus has a quality butt. But though. the the torso demon. Which is a secret that I shouldn't have said, but it does have a butt. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, it does have a butt. Does it have a butt? I saw it so, like... You'll only see it briefly. Yeah, I so saw it so briefly. I didn't, briefly I didn't even know... And it's I didn't got know a, what had happened. All of a sudden, like... Glutes. Yeah, something weird occurred. Well, the interesting thing is, by the time you see <laughs> yeah. the torso demon, you will have been playing the game for dozens and dozens of hours, right? So, True. anytime something pops out of a thing that you're trying to harvest, you're just going to start, like, do... You're going to start hitting it. So <laughs> that's true. you're only going well, to see the torso demon for a moment. Yeah. But it was also in the bog, right? In the bog, everything is weird. Oh, uh, it's in the tundra. And so when that thing popped no, it comes out, out of, was... uh, it comes out of, oh, I don't want to say, but it's in the tundra. Oh, I was in the tundra? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you man. were just so zoned in. You didn't, I guess I was you just didn't know where you were. Uh, but yeah, so we're crash lands. So we, we tried to hit that. Uh, I was talking to, to uh, Seth had some uh, people over cleaning the, the apartment yesterday while we were working. And uh, she asked kind of what what we do we were like oh we make video games and she's like oh like can you know can kids play them and we were like yeah so we we tried to hit that point like the first i think the first shrek movie a lot of the pixar movies do this really well and then something like spongebob where there's things that happen that they're not technically like kids have no idea that we, they're... we straddle the line <laughs> yeah. kids my have favorite no is tim tim the enchanter from tile fight uh He's that, he's been he's pushing that envelope. Like, <laughs> he'd be like, like so the the concept is he's a merchant who he sells you five minute buffs. Basically, he enchants you for five minutes and gives you some kind of special capability uh, for a price. So 
one of my favorite lines of his is you'll you'll talk to him and he'll just go, you know, for the right price, I'll give you the best five minutes of your life. <laughs> <laughs> Which, of course, if you're just reading that and you don't have any sort of those concepts, like, about oh yeah, he gives me five minute buffs. You're like for that's a price. extremely informative <laughs> for a price. Thanks. Yeah. It's yeah, very it's, it's a tutorial. But if you're point. slightly older, you know, there's some depth there. Uh, so we, we tried to hit that. So hopefully nothing else, uh, you know. We... It's a dangerous game to play. And we'll just, we'll just, we'll admit it. <laughs> but dangerous you know, game. We're going to, we're going to go over. We put, we put a, a T rating but, you know, on this thing. Somebody recognized so. that I, I made a reference in one of the tooltips in Crashlands, uh, which is, it's some kind of like, I don't think it's like a healing item or something, but it says something along the lines of, you know, once you once you use this, you'll feel as fresh as a summer's eve. Oh, they got which, it? Yeah, somebody <laughs> somebody caught that, which that's a, that's a douche company. <laughs> summer's eve. The, uh, the humor is extremely highbrow around here. Yeah, um, it's very... Well, there's also we the... Will, we will never be accused of highbrow humor. What are the, uh, the, the first quests that you'll probably get in the Savannah, the Uggies, Uggies Meadow quests... Uh, you need to make this guy a bunch of potted bacon weed plants. And the quest is just called Uggy's Pot Problem because there's also a quest, which I'm not even sure what it is because I haven't played it yet, but it's called, uh, it's like called, I want to say finding the twig and berries. Is that the one? <laughs> yeah. Marking the twig and berries. Yeah. Marking the twig and berries. Yeah. So there's just, there's just a lot of stuff. You know, like we're that. just, we're trying to, we're subtle. But we we enjoy it. We have we, fun. Is that like? Is there a spot on the map where there's like a stick and some bump? It's actually a, it's Carter's quest to go find the gasic plants because they're twigs. Oh. And bears. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, if if you're worldly, you know, if you've been around, if you've heard some things, you'll, you'll get you'll get some of these jokes that you'll have some extra jokes. Like, you'll get all the jokes, like, oh, but okay. we, we we're hoping you'll never be like flat out offended. And we're hoping that we never like accidentally single out a group or anything horrible like that. Yeah, so let us know. That's not, a, that's not a thing we try to do. If if you see something somewhere that sounds like we're we're doing that, uh, let us know because we're probably just idiots. being idiots. <laughs> so let us know that we <laughs> yes. do that, and we will fix it. Yeah, we we never want to we never want to crack jokes at someone's expense. Yeah, uh, we like to joke about things, but mm. not about and, and you know. know and and general human stupidity. Yes. Yeah, people in general as a whole are, are pretty dumb and great to make jokes about. So, uh, All right, so next question. I think we should do, probably be our last one. Yeah, it's our, probably our last one, unless we just really slam it down, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so this question comes from BSB333 with 10 upvotes. And I want to say rampage. this is the guy, and I'm not 100% sure, but I want to mm -hmm. say this is the guy who suggested we do the map thing with the, with the exploratory. If that was you, great job, BSB. If, if it wasn't, I'm giving you credit where credit is not due. Oh, I was going to say, quit taking credit for other people's work. BSB. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So BSB <laughs> in Quadrupus Rampage, you're a quadrupus on a rampage. In Roid Rage, there's lots of roids and rage. In Flop Rocket, there is a flopping rocket. In Towel Fight, there are fighting <laughs> towels? How did its name come to be? Anything to do with the original? Uh... Is it 100%. true that there is no towel in all of Towel Fight 2? There's not there a single towel in the whole game. Yeah. There's no... Yeah. There are fights. There are many there's, not even an, there's not even an artifact that you can find that's a towel, which nope. would have made a lot of sense <laughs> for us to do, but we just, it just didn't occur to me until the, right uh, this moment. The name of Towel Fight <laughs> came from the original Towel Fight of the Gods, is what it was referred to as, and that was the game that Seth and I made at the Global Game Gym when we... Ended up getting uh, uh, hired into a, a studio for the first time. And I think it's still around. 
You could play it. It's like a three minute. Think, just yeah, look up I think if you go to the gods, I think YouTube. we link to it on our on our blog, right? If you go to yeah, games.bscotch.net. Yeah, games.bscotch.net, and if you scroll down, all of our GM games are listed there, and I'm pretty sure you can find it uh, in there. And although when you fire it up, you will see Stas Studios and Brother as oh, the right. creators That's instead right. of because the Butterscotch shenanigans did not exist. Uh, I think it, it didn't exist for another year after that, six months after that. Yeah, about nine, about six nine months. months um, but yeah, so the the original story in Tal Fight of the Gods, which is basically only slightly modified for the purposes of Tal Fight Two, was that you're a man who was taking a shower, and an interdimensional wormhole opened up, and you only had time to grab a towel before you got out. So you managed to cover yourself decently, uh, and again. We've talked about this before. You did but... not manage to cover your banana arms, though. So, yeah. So, <laughs> we mentioned this before, but all of the characters in the games, I mean, even Flux, which we'll get to, I'm sure, at some point, they're all designed around a lot of my own weaknesses being able to draw things. So, the reason the guy has a towel on is because sort of, you know, a skirt or a dress situation from an animation perspective, I don't have to animate legs once that's in there. As, like, as long as the towel extends completely over his entire lower exactly. body. Exactly. So which it does. That was, that was <laughs> the reason why uh, the game was called Towel Fight, was because I covered up the legs with a towel so that we wouldn't have to animate. Um, the reason he has bananas <laughs> for arms, banana arms is because I couldn't draw arms literally. And so after 45 minutes of drawing this banana shape and screaming, Seth just said, those look like bananas. And I said, well, why don't you go fuck yourself? And he said, <laughs> he said, no, just make them yellow. Just, just put them in. Put just make them yellow. Make his arms yellow. And his arms it, are bananas. Does the game if start? You, does it say it explains, your arms yeah. are bananas? It does, right? It says, welcome to the arena. Your arms have been replaced with bananas. And the best part <laughs> is that nobody questioned it. Literally, no, yeah, dude, we it's, never it's got a video comment. game. Yeah. You can just yeah. do whatever you want. Video game logic, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that was our, that was actually our solution of, because you know people were going to be like this is funny and everything or this is cool but what's going on with this guy's arms so instead yeah we just we just had a voiceover welcome to the arena your arms have been replaced with bananas that's and all of a sudden that was fixed that's the intro to the game (laughs) which was an important lesson because we actually use that whenever possible anytime we anytime we want to do something or we need to do something then we just state that we have done it Mm -hmm. like this whatever because then it goes from being a mistake to being a joke yeah, exactly. You got to own it. Just going back to our previous conversation, just got to own it. You just got to strut. You got to have that. You got to have confidence. Mm-hmm. That swagger you know? going. BSP. People like people like confidence. I've heard. I read about that. All right. We better get back to uh, beta, boys. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting a bunch of messages because uh, right before the podcast, we uh, we, we, sent, we broke it. We sent out some patches and then broke everything. Uh, and then we're like, <laughs> so we're okay, guys, we're going to be doing this podcast for an hour. So bye. So that's, so we got to go fix that. <laughs> Um, yeah, so thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and this has been Coffee with Butterscotch. And uh, if you want to check out our existing games, we got a whole bunch of cool stuff for you to play. That's over at games.bscotch.net. We also have a great community at forums.bscotch.net. So come in there and say hello. And if you want to get on the podcast, you can ask questions over at podcast.bscotch.net. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.